What's up, party people? It's K-Mat. We're back. Today, we're here to talk about episode seven, season four, Love is Blind. The episode starts out with Chelsea and Kwame meeting Chelsea's dad. Chelsea's dad totally looks like a white man that lives in the Pacific Northwest. That's for sure. Um, they're explaining the process to her dad, just talking, you know, and I should say it's really mostly Chelsea doing the talking. Kwame wasn't really saying much, but her dad is really so jolly. He's really chill. He's happy for her. They're eating, kikiing, all the things. Kwame then asks for his blessing to marry Chelsea. And he says, absolutely. I always want to know in these situations, if they said no, what were you going to do? Like, what were you going to do at that moment? But I digress. We then move over to Paul and Micah. It's time for Paul's mom to meet Micah. And tell me if it's just me, y'all. It might just be me. Paul's mom reminds me of Jennifer Coolidge. I love Jennifer Coolidge. Um, if you don't know who she is, you probably do. You just don't recognize her name. If you watch White Lotus, she was like the star of that show. She made that show. Um, so his mom, for some reason, just reminds me of her. <laughs> the way she was walking into that restaurant was absolutely the same energy that Jennifer Coolidge walked into the White Lotus. Micah comes in. Micah tells his mom, oh my gosh, we have matching hair. Paul's mom, though, seems like a really nice lady. She's very, very funny. She was saying that she was doing research to figure out who Micah was. She looked up on everything to figure out who her parents were, what her people did, where she's from, etc. And Micah, one thing I'm gonna give it to, she always knows how to say the right things. It all ties into putting lipstick on the pig, honey. We then switch to Brett and Tiffany. Tiffany has a roommate, so they weren't gonna show her apartment, but they were able to go to Brett's place. Brett's apartment is gorgeous. It's very, very tidy. He's a very tech savvy dude. So he's got all sorts of like gadgets and things laying around. Tiffany is having a blast up in that apartment. She's playing with his speed bag. She's looking at his shoes, all the things. His apartment's very clean, very put together. And I feel like it it matches him. Like his apartment looks the way I would expect his apartment to look. We then go over to Zach and Bliss. Yep, you heard me. Zach and Bliss. <sighs> Zach has invited Bliss over to his apartment to cook up a little meal and have a date. Do y'all get any vibes from them? Because I don't get any energy. I don't get any vibes for them. So I'm so I'm confused on how this is still going on. They're eating, chit-chatting. Then they're slow dancing in his apartment. It was just so weird to watch because I, I'm not seeing that there's something there for real. But I guess something is there for her to come back. But it's just like, Bliss girl, have some stand up for yourself. Don't deal with that man. They then go back over to Kwame and Chelsea and they're looking at Kwame's apartment this time. Kwame's apartment looks like he found out that he got 
um, on Love is Blind and just dropped everything at that moment and ran off. He's got like stuff strewn about and on the couch, on the floor. Like you got to learn how to pick up after yourself because that apartment was looking a little bit messy. They're having conversations just about living and working because uh, Kwame lives in Portland. He does not live in Seattle. Um, he does have a remote job since he's like works in sales and Chelsea does not have a remote job as a speech pathologist. So they're discussing that a little bit, but nothing too crazy. It's now time for Jackie to meet Marshall's family. She's very, very stressed. She said she's not stressed about meeting his family, but just everything. And she's, you know, kind of acting real short and kind of snippy with him and I just feel like Jackie does not need to be on this show at this moment of time in her life like she said that his energy is stressing her out even more Jackie's mood that she's in when she gets in her mood like you can't really shake it you have to like let her do her own thing it seems like and I just feel that this is not the time for that if you're going to be a part of this experiment which is why I believe that she just shouldn't necessarily be on this show at this time maybe later down the line once some you know certain things are settled and more integrated into her day-to-day routine in life but right now I just don't think it's a good time Marshall's family comes it's his sister and brother-in-law and his niece I love Marshall's sister's hair. I love seeing women with a super short cut. It just looks so good on them. I love it. Me, now, I'm not pulling that off. I look like my dad with hoop earrings. So a short cut, that's that's not happening over here. But for the girls that can pull it off, chef's kiss. Y'all look fantastic. They're having a good conversation. But Jackie talks about being the best version of herself. And I feel that that's more and more on how she does not need this show right now because she really should be focusing on her, not necessarily building a relationship with another person and coming together as a union. She needs to really focus on Jackie. We then switch over to Paul and Micah taking a peek at Paul's apartment. Paul's apartment absolutely looks like I imagined his place to look. It looks earthy. It looks like a place that a scientist would have, but not like earthy aesthetic, almost earthy and like a, I sourced all of my furniture, mix matched or not, mix matched, mismatched, mismatched or not off of Facebook marketplace. And I made things shake. Um, Micah is not really feeling his place like that. She also doesn't like his fashions, etc. She already has a whole plan on how they're going to get rid of his apartment and bounce between Seattle and Arizona. Paul's face is looking like, no, thank you. And this seems like it's going to be a place of tension for them, for sure, because I feel like this is the first disagreement, in a sense, that we've seen firsthand from both of them. We now go back to Kwame and Chelsea, and Kwame is talking about how he still has not talked to his mom about this process. He said that she's tri- he's tried to call her and she hasn't answered his calls or goes to voicemail or whatever. He knows that his mom is not going to like this. I feel like he's trying to pretend that he doesn't know. Chelsea is then asking if she can be a part of this phone call. And it's like, girl, no. Sometimes people don't understand their 
like understand boundaries and what's right and what's wrong for you to be a part of if he hasn't told his mom about any of this process he's gonna be on the phone with her don't you think it'd be in like it seems that this is something that she's probably not gonna like don't you think you should maybe just like step back and let him talk to his mom on the phone right quick before bringing you in like let's turn the brain on turn it on he thinks it's on the phone with his mom he's got on that hr voice that he had in the pods it's a very awkward conversation. We, of course, can't hear his mom, but he said that his mom does not support it and that his mom is, you know, kind of upset about it. I'm not shocked. It's very awkward. Um, his mom doesn't think that he used his head and she said that she can't really say that he's like that she's happy for him. Yeesh. Of course, after the call is over, Chelsea uses the word baby and a couple of back rubs to soothe him because if she don't do nothing else, she's going to say babe or baby. These two are absolutely not lasting. It's not going to happen. Um, them both going along with it is is funny because I think every all of us that are watching it know that there's no chance that this is going to last uh, past this show. So we move back over to Tiffany and Brett. Tiffany's in the kitchen whipping up something. But did y'all see the way that the camera captured? I guess she was grading what looked like ginger I believe but she had like the ginger laying flat on the cutting board and then look she was like rubbing the grater against the ginger it just looked very very chaotic and I was cracking up over here they started to have a money talk talking about you know spending habits and things of that sort Brett likes to treat himself and rightfully so like if he's making money where he can do these things I'm not mad at it honestly she asked him about what is like the most expensive thing that he's ever like purchased for himself. And he's like, well, you know, technology is always going to be more expensive. So for him, the item that he had spent the most on was a checked piece of luggage. And he said it was $1,200. And now I kind of want to know what, like, who's the luggage by? Where to get the luggage from? Because I want to see it. Um... Tiffany often calls him bougie Brett and I feel like this comes with her being a little bit insecure with how much money she makes in relation to him. You know Brett lives on his own, has a very 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 nice apartment. She lives with a roommate and ultimately because of her job makes less money than him and I feel that I don't think she's bothered by him making money but I think she's trying to just kind of jab at it because she feels a little bit um like a little bit weird about the amount he makes in relation to her because it seems that because it seems like he really enjoys you know spending money on the pleasantries of life but he has all of his other priorities in order so that's his prerogative but right after talking to him you know about scolding like not scolding him but right after talking to him about like his spending habits and all these things she goes she doesn't want someone to tell her how to spend her money. And it's like, no, girl, you you can't be serious after the way you just acted about the things that he spends money on. Also, she got to get up out that kitchen. He told her, you are burning up this kitchen. And it the scene ends with her trying to take a Dutch oven out of the stove and it falling off of the oven rack onto the oven door. But I agree. Tiffany, girl, get up out of that kitchen. We're now back to Bliss and Zach. They're on this boat date, y'all. I'm still baffled that Bliss even gave this man a chance. Ugh. 
they're dressed up, which we already know when folks are dressed up on this show, a proposal or something is coming. And I'm, 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 I'm praying it's not a proposal, but they both have a dorkiness to them that I guess they connect, you know, with each other on. I still don't support these men on this show trying to use somebody who's like their backup option. A flashback to Ayana and Raggedy Ash Jarrett, but whatever. While they're sitting on the boat, she has like this visor on and he's like, you know, your your hat is in the way. I want to kiss those luscious lips of yours. This dude is a weirdo. Like he is so weird and ugh, ugh. he then starts a speech and talking about how he would want to meet her parents. And I said, Lord, don't let this man propose. Next thing you know, y'all, he pulls out a ring. He pulls out a ring and he asks if Bliss is going to marry him. He asks if Bliss wants to marry him, y'all. And of course, at that, the episode is over because Love is Blind loves to give us a good little cliffhanger. <sighs> y'all, I'm so annoyed at Bliss. I thought that Bliss would really... The fact that she's even entertaining this man, but now he's actually proposed to her. And... <sighs> They ended the episode on a good point because I had no choice but to let the next episode play because now I got to see specifically, is she going to say yes? But that is the end of the episode. Of course, as always, I want to hear y'all's thoughts. Y'all got to give me y'all's thoughts. Find me on social media. You know where to find me. We got to chit chat about this more. These, this is just some foolery. There's some real foolery. But I'll see y'all on the next episode. It's been real. It's been fun. Thanks for listening. Bye, y'all.